0: This is Mask off. I am Tia Fagan. And I'm Kim Gross. Who are you behind the masks you wear? We are here to have real conversations about how to live a more empowered and authentic life. So join us. Remove your masks. Live your life.
1: Hi everyone. It is another episode of Masks Off. It's Tia here and I'm Kim. And today we're going to talk about boundaries. And as always, starting with a quote. So this one is by Christine Morgan. Setting boundaries is a way of caring for myself. It doesn't mean selfish or uncaring because I don't do things your way. I care about me too. It doesn't make me mean selfish or uncaring. Sorry about that because I don't do things your way. I care about me too. So when you hear that, when you think about boundaries, for me, uh, I was terrible with boundaries. Still learning, um, but it's gotten a lot easier. But when I first really started putting true energetic boundaries in place and mindful boundaries versus the wishy-washy boundaries, I noticed uh, the pushback I got because I changed. I changed the rules. Right? I wasn't. I was no longer who I everyone thought I was like what do you mean you're laying down this this boundary and it wasn't necessarily even one I always had to say um, but that energetic boundary so um, people may project on you that oh you're being mean or oh that's pretty selfish that you're not willing to do that for me anymore you know whatever stories of the other but Mm -hmm. if you are solid within yourself you know that boundary is true but there's repercussions for that. And I think that's a part that when people talk about, we'll just lay a boundary, they don't talk about what the after effects of that boundary may or may not look like in your relationships.
0: The hangover, the, hangover, the boundary. The boundary.
1: Hangover. Yeah, there we go. Boundary hangover. <laughs> so I think like, that's an important part that I think talking about, you know, and like that quote says, let me bring it back up. It's kind of hard because I can't see that image too, but It's taking care of myself, and it doesn't make you mean, selfish, or or uncaring, because I don't do things your way. I care about me, too. So it's recognizing I'm just as important, but it might make the other feel these negative, what we call negative thoughts, at you. And they may be projecting, and that's another episode we're going to talk about, Yeah, we won't get into it too much right now, but noticing and preparing yourself that when you lay a real boundary and I'm not just saying like oh no you can't have chocolate for dinner type of boundary but like honest and true and difficult one that you know you've needed to lay it affects others around you Mm. and you may get some some backlash back and then you have to deal with oh I'm a bad person oh maybe I shouldn't have this boundary it's just easier everyone gets along everyone feels good but does everyone feel good because usually you don't feel good. I know you're having your boundaries crossed. And I think another part of that is noticing when your boundaries crossed, often you'll feel anger or resentment. And so that's another thing we can talk about too. So have you noticed that in boundaries you've laid? Cause I know I have, I mean, I can't Oh my
0: goodness. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's first hard. of all, yeah, it's so hard. Um, I'm, And this all connects to so many of the other episodes and masks, right? Because a couple things, one is that I'm a super empath. Mm -hmm. I'm a people pleaser. So setting boundaries is really hard for a people pleaser. Very right. It's, um, I say no, Mm -hmm. no, I say yes. I say yes to the person when I really want to say no because I don't want to disappoint or displease. Right. Right. And I don't want the backlash that you talked Mm -hmm. about of me saying no, because no is a boundary. And then also that no is a, is a sentence
1: Mm -hmm. is just
0: that was always such a foreign concept to me. Right. We always have excuses. Yes. If I said no, honestly, Oh my God. Honestly, back in the day, I will be honest and say that I would say no, and I would make up things that weren't oh gosh, even, yeah. right? Like these little fibs, I would fabricate <laughs> these stories because I was so afraid of the conflict. So I would say, oh, I'm sorry. No, I really can't. <laughs> <on with> this <laughs> make up this big story.
1: Story. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's crazy. And that's like, wait, what did I tell them? Why I couldn't, why I couldn't do that? Um, did you ever catch yourself and that's like, oh, like, hey, how was that thing you went to? A month? Yeah. Like, uh, um, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that reason I couldn't go to your thing and do that thing Yeah, Yeah, that thing. Yes. So uh-huh. it spirals. I mean, there's, that's a whole nother after effect, And then you're not being true to yourself. Yes. So when you said no and made up the lies, you just weren't, you weren't truly holding that boundary in the same way.
0: I was not, no.
1: Because you were deflecting taking ownership of it exactly. fully versus when you did say yes when you wanted to say no, did you feel resentment? Did you feel like oh, gosh, I don't well, want to there do was this?
0: Little, yeah, there's a lot of that. And I think like even if you if I take it a little bit deeper, because I wasn't being truthful,
1: mm. I wasn't
0: Right. I wasn't being honest and I wasn't being authentic. Right. I didn't feel good about myself. Mm. So there's so many Mm -hmm. things going on. I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to disappoint the other person. I didn't want to have conflict with the other person. I just wanted to play it safe. So I would just say, you know, um, most of the time I would just say yes. Or Mm -hmm. if I said the no, I gave the story. But if I gave the excuse and the made up story, It didn't feel good about myself because I'm a person who tries to have integrity. And so when I'm not being honest and being truthful, that Mm -hmm. didn't feel good to me. And it went into this big looping spiral. So now I didn't feel good. So then I'd go eat Mm -hmm. because I didn't want to feel that discomfort and that pain of being inauthentic and of not being Mm -hmm. able to own my truth. awareness. Yeah. Right. So then I go eat. I was not aware of that at the time. I'm aware of it now, you know, um,
1: You can look so, back and see
0: it. Yeah, absolutely. Hindsight is twenty twenty, and so I feel like for me, it was most of the time. Though, even when I was saying yes to the person, mm-hmm. because because I'm an empath, an empath, I'm a codependent, I'm a people right. pleaser. Wait All a those minute. Female let me things that. that we're raised right. to be. Yes. Okay. I'm not those things. Those I wanna correct oh, because good. right? I wanna yes. I wanna catch myself because this is what I teach in the rules of the mind with with what I do. If I say that I am something, then I'm attaching to that and I can mm-hmm. then make that self prophecy. So I am right. so I'm gonna reword that and say I have tendencies. Mm-hmm. I've had tendencies too be a people pleaser, to um, be an empath, to be codependent. Those were behaviors. Those were behaviors and patterns that I've had in my life. And so as a result of doing that, what was I saying? I don't even know where I was going with it. Just when you would say no, but you'd have a story attached to it. It was the people pleaser. Going back to just the inauthenticity, even Mm -hmm. when I said yes, to the request, but I really didn't want to, two things are at play. The person can feel my energy right, even though they may not want to admit it. Oh, and the other point I was going to bring up is that because I've had those tendencies, I attract the people right. in my life, right. who have been demand not demanding, but um, yeah, let's just say needy, you know, asking, mm-hmm. always challenging Thinking. me. Yeah, taking, taking, always taking. Yes, thank you. And they may not always be conscious of it because it's the same conditioning of the
1: people pleaser. Yes. You know, it's the, oh, someone always does this for me. I don't have to figure it out. Will you do this for me? I don't need to take responsibility for myself. You'll help, you do. So it's not always conscious on either ends. So we have to recognize that (laughs) too, that the boundaries, when the boundaries are crossed- or we don't set a boundary, it's, it comes back again to that co-creation that we've talked about before. Yep. Not just you, it's that, the other, but it's the togetherness of co-creating and continuing this pattern yep. that has been set in play. But we don't have to stay in the pattern. No. That thought process, like you said, the I am's.
0: You exactly. don't have to stay That isn't who you are inherently it's not, it's not inherently who it's, I am
1: yeah and so noticing yeah. and putting that boundary so what's a big boundary you put into place that you've noticed and that you got some pushback on and then it felt uncomfortable it's like ooh, maybe it'd be easier if I just ignore this boundary and just go back to how it was
0: because it was easier then well so here's one and I've shared the example before and it is a back and forth I still can be sometimes I'm Sometimes my ba- I'm in a stone with it, it's stone, yeah. and sometimes it's sand, and I go back and forth yeah. back and forth. So before you go into that, let's talk about the stone and sand for people who yes. don't know what
1: that is, because okay. so it's clear when you continue your story. Do you want to explain, or you want me to?
0: You Go ahead. Okay. Can, yeah. Uh,
1: so a stone boundary is set. It's hard. Yeah. It's more black and white. Like, 100%, I'm not okay with that happening or not happening. Yeah. So like- a simple example would be, you're not going to let your kid run into running traffic. Stone boundary. Exactly. Like you can let them try to figure it out, but you're going to grab their arm and be like, you are not running out there. It's not safe. So that's stone. Yep. Safety. hundred percent. Sand boundary is, you're it, it ebbs and flows with the day. You know? So it, you can have a boundary, but oh, today I'm willing to move it a little bit. And then I'm willing to move it back. So you may have a boundary, but it's, and that's what most boundaries are. Most yes. of our boundaries ebb and flow with the energy that's around us, with the person that's there, how we're feeling today. Today, maybe we're feeling a little more like we want to do this for the other person. And we're in integrity with wanting to do it, where tomorrow, I'm overloaded. I can't do it. You have to do it yourself. Yes. That's the deal. So sand is a movable boundary. Stone is set. 100%. Like, I am not going to do X, Y, Z ever. I'm not going to let you do that to me either. Okay. So continue your sand, yes. your, your stone and your sand. Now the, yes.
0: so for our I'm listeners wondering. who didn't know that. <laughs> yes. That was good to clarify that. I think that, um, you know, I'm trying to be aware of when I can be an, an enabler. So that's when bad to be in place so that I'm not enabling. And so the one would be with my son with food, right. Preparing food for himself. Right. and so sometimes you know oh mom you know will you will you make my sandwich will you warm that up for me and then sometimes I'm like I'll say to myself like no he needs to you know be taking care of himself and so I'll just say no you know can't do it and I won't and I'll walk away and then yeah. he'll have to do it and then other times I'll feel like ah you know what so you know I don't mind I'm right here in the kitchen and I'll do it and I'll warms thing up that he's completely, like, capable of doing. But I yeah. have to be aware of it because if I don't set the boundary and don't, you know, allow him to do it, he could fall into completely um, relying on me to do mm-hmm. it for him all the time mm-hmm. and, you know, not being independent in that way. Yeah. Some very uh, stone boundaries that I had when they were growing up and still do – people drive cars that are insured and registered by my husband and I, and a stone boundary is absolutely zero tolerance for drinking and driving mm-hmm. or being under the influence. First of all, it's, you know, a law. Well, right. my son now is 21, but you know, before it's illegal. Right. I do it anyway, but it's, that is a stone boundary. You know, you've, if you cross that boundary, now you're no longer having the permission to drive that car. Exactly. So, you know, knock on wood, thank God we haven't had that situation. Mm -hmm. But I can imagine that if that boundary were violated and they no longer had the privilege of then driving, there would be a lot of kickback that you talked about. Because now how do I get to my job? How do I get to my girlfriends? How do I get to see my friends? How do I get where my freedom is completely taken away now? Mm Mm hmm. And but that needs to be a stone boundary. Right. And then the interesting thing with all of what you just said, it's like, so if that
1: were to have happened, which it hasn't, if and it would have been, well, now you need to drive me. So then there's a whole nother can of worms yes. in a boundary. It's like, wait, so am I rescuing you? Am I people pleasing you by saving you? So those yes. consequences of a stone boundary could potentially create more boundaries or, you know, like resetting and recognizing, like, wait a minute, how is this going to play out? And so those are the, like, what'd you say? The boundary hangover? (laughs) The boundary hangover. (laughs) Like, wait a minute. (laughs) Yes. Here we go. Yeah. And that's a great example of sand and stone. That's fabulous.
0: Yeah. But it's hard. It is really hard. It's really hard. um, Not only because I've had those patterns and also because, you know, I grew up watching my mom Mm -hmm. not have boundaries either you know with the people around her for the same reasons right so it's that nature nurture maybe there's a little bit of that in my dna that Mm -hmm. i may have inherited from her but it was also watching her not have you know really good boundaries with others she was definitely a huge enabler yeah and i can see that tendency in myself just want to be loved Just want to be loved and liked by everybody. Right. And when you set a boundary, just like the quote says, you know, a lot of people will view someone that has good boundaries as being mean, selfish, or uncaring. And my husband is really good at saying no. Like, if it doesn't vibe with him and, you know, the kids say, hey, dad, you want to do this or you want to do that or or you want to, nope, nope, nope. And he Mm -hmm. doesn't give the excuses or it's just no. Just a No. (laughs) Just know, right. And, and so there is something to be said for finding balance in between being able to be flexible and have a little bit more of those sand boundaries being right. fluid. And, you know, but he's really, really good at it. But people could say he's, you look at him and say he's being mean. The kids yeah. have said, you're being so mean, dad. Right, right. Well, and I think too,
1: that's that another part of boundary setting. It's the masculine feminine energy.
0: Yes. You know, so
1: for him, it's like, no. And yeah. then whether, you know, maybe he has these thoughts of, oh, well, maybe I should have, maybe I shouldn't, but it yeah. seems to be less so. And the feminine energy is, I mean, we're raised to be nurturers. We're raised, I mean, when yes. you were talking about your mom and all that, how many times were we told as children, just be, just be nice. Oh yeah. You got to be a good girl. Be nice. Yep. You know, we just what would, do what things Jesus for others.
0: do? <laughs> She would like, say, what would Jesus would do? You really? See, I <laughs> did not have that. <laughs> what would Jesus do? Be like Jesus. Good oh. Catholics, good Catholics don't do that, you oh, know. Yeah. Well, there's good Catholics, take
1: care of everybody mm-hmm. at the expense of yourself. Exactly. And what is that teaching people? And how is that honoring the other? I mean, and that's I think an important yeah. part of boundary setting is so not just the safety like running into the street thing. I mean, what Mm -hmm. you just talked about with the food, that's a brilliant example of if we don't set that boundary, and it can be sand, I feel like doing it today, I don't, but the other person doesn't have that opportunity to rise up. Because if we're in our people pleasing, worrying about what other people are thinking, oh, it's what's the big deal, it just takes a few minutes for me. Well, eventually, that person has to figure out how to do things themselves. And if they're not, we see, we see in adults what happens when they were not taught how to clean a bathroom, how to make their own food, how to, I mean, we have apartment buildings and just, we have two and one of them is on campus. And so we have seen over the years how parents have done stuff for their kids that wasn't done in previous generations. Now, again, there's varying differences, but- they come in, they expect the phone line to be hooked up, you know, or the internet now. And it's like, no, you have to do that yourself. (laughs) Well, how do I do that? They don't even know how to move forward and figure that out on their own. They expect others to do that. And, you know, that's a wider, it's not everyone, of course, but there's less self-sufficiency yeah, or even just um, saving, you know, money management.
0: Oh my goodness! I'm just thinking of so many examples. It's like my my mind is going round and round. Mm-hmm. It, as far as the financial part of it, I'm um, going back to my mom again. Not having good boundaries um, is that she. So she raised uh, my three cousins. They lived with us because their mom passed away when they were mm-hmm. young, and um, their dad wasn't in the picture. And my mom bailed my cousin out a lot financially. Mm. And, you know, instead of just setting a boundary and saying, okay, no, you got yourself into this financial mess. Now you need to figure it out. He has continued to struggle well into his adult life. Sure. With managing and balancing finances because he always had my mom to help out. Now my mom passed away in January. She's no longer here. And and now it's a hard lesson to learn at a, you know, at a, later stage in adult life. So I'm curious, did he reach out to you or any of your other Not family
1: yet. members?
0: Not yet. I mean, he has in the past, Well, okay. So yes, he did once before um, when Paul and I were first married about, um, well, we've been married 27 years, but this was maybe 20, let's just say 23 years ago. He did reach out to us. And again, going back to my husband has very good boundaries. <laughs> And just said, nope, not doing it. Because mm-hmm. he knows that if he didn't get paid, paid back by my cousin, that it would be a problem for the relationship. Right. And it was a very smart decision for my husband to make. And because we were both clear and in alignment with that boundary, and we never wavered, he has never asked us again. Maybe um, one other time, but it was still a no. Yeah. And he does not come to us to borrow money. And it's, when you see that pattern,
1: knowing rescuing him is just going to continue not taking responsibility. So there's, I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff there, right? The 100% responsibility, the boundaries, all of that. How would you be serving him? Because it hasn't served him in the past. It's one thing, you know, someone who is moving along and is responsible and then gets hit with, you know, like a health crisis or something. That's
0: that's different. It's
1: totally different. That's a one-time...
0: We, we help it's extenuating out. circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. It's this was not. not extenuating circumstances. This was just overspending, not managing money, getting into a hole. And, and not that he was aware or conscious or did this on purpose. It's by no means that. He just, there was a pattern. There was an energy that was playing out that he subconsciously knew that if I get into debt, my aunt will bail, right. bail me out. Somebody right. will bail me out. I've always gotten out of it before I'll get out of mm-hmm. it again. I don't have to make any changes. I don't have to make a change. Or look at I've myself. Because I've been saved. I've been saved and rescued every right. time. Right. So that's in the subconscious mind. So there's he needs that. A, he needs a RTT session. He does. <laughs> I know. I know. That would be interesting. That would be very interesting. It would certainly help. That is for sure. Yeah. Um, and again, going back to what I was saying, I have to be careful of my own tendencies to enable. Um, yesterday, my son, Ryan, he called me out on it. He said, because mm-hmm. I took um, Angela, it was her first time with the car to get it inspected and to get okay. it get the oil changed. And she didn't want to do it. She was sure. putting scary. it off, putting it off. Yeah, it's scary, it's scary, scary. So I said I would go with her for the first time. And I happened to be telling Ryan last night that I took Angela to get the, What do you mean you went and took her? What do you mean? I had to do that on my own. I had to do everything on my own. Dad just tells me, go figure it out. Go figure it out. He said, why are you doing that, mom? She's got to learn how to do it on her own. And you know, here's my philosophy. Okay, yes, it was a little bit of enabling. I also did want to just go get lunch. So I was like, let's get lunch after. Yeah. But I feel like there's an in-between, right? Mm -hmm. For the first time, the FFT, for the first time, I would do something with them to show them. Will I mm-hmm. do it with her or for her again? Absolutely not. Now, next year, when the car has to be inspected, she can one hundred percent go do it on her own. It's now she near. had somebody with her, you know, for the first time. She knows all you do is pull up, blah blah blah. This is what you do, right? But so, but I. It was interesting to see it from his standpoint because he feels like I do everything for her. Mm. and nothing was done for him you know right right so there's that pattern and story that's in his mind
1: right well and I think too doing it that first time and guiding so if you go with and you do it all yes is different than saying I will go with you
0: yep she drove she Mm. had to talk to the guy yeah so it's like look you survived yep Uh, and she actually said that she's like mom that wasn't so bad yeah. I said, I know, it was, it was easy. So now you can do it next year. You know, Isn't it amazing
1: the stories we create in our head that this FFT is going to be like, oh, can't handle it. We're Yes. You know what? Most people are helpful. Yes. <laughs> and they yes. would have helped her if she went alone. Absolutely. But you made that choice. It's like, it's a sand boundary. You know what? I can go with, and you can get lunch out of the deal.
0: Yes, exactly. You know? exactly. So you made
1: a conscious choice. You thought about the boundary, looked at it, and then took into consideration who she is, what she needs, what her needs are, and how to move forward
0: in a conscious choice. Absolutely. And that's a good point that you bring up because each person and each individual is different. So like I would never have to second guess Angela being able to prepare food for herself. She Mm. absolutely is self-sufficient in that way. But yet with Brian, there's where I have to work on my boundaries, you know, and then there are certain things that he's self-sufficient on that I have to do more, you know, working on boundaries with her. So boundaries are sand and can be different with each individual that you encounter right. as well. And isn't that interesting too,
1: even kicking it back a little bit more to his story and his head is, I have to do everything myself. You always yep. help. But you just came up with an example of that's not true. Yeah. So the stories we tell ourselves aren't true. So yes, did he have to go do the car inspection himself with no help? And he still wants help
0: with food. <laughs> exactly. It's hard so, to be able to look in the mirror, right? Yes. It's hard looking in the mirror and seeing where we need. I will say he honestly did Acknowledge that one. He's like, he goes, I do everything for myself. I'm completely independent <laughs> except for the food piece. He's like making myself dinner. And he also did say, which, yeah, which is, that was awesome. And he also said the fact that he was put in situations where he had to figure it out. He did say, and that's okay because that's made me stronger, that that's okay that I had to, because it made me stronger and more independent. So even though he hated the feeling of it, of having to do it on his own, he recognizes that it taught him something Yep. to have to go and do it on his own.
1: Well, and don't you have those experiences too? I do. I mean, I remember having to do so much on my own. You know, I mean, like the apartment example, figuring all that out. It's like, wait a minute, we need electricity. Okay. So, I mean, that was obviously before the internet. It's like, who's the provider call them up put the bill in your name you just figure it out and you we have the resources within us as long we do as people allow
0: us to figure it out and not do it and that's why the that's why the boundaries are so important for the other like we Mm -hmm. started out by saying setting boundaries is a way of caring for the self right and and it's so good for the other as right. well. So when boundaries were set for us, and you know, I don't know if my parents were aware or conscious when they when I had to, you know, they just had me go figure everything out on mm-hmm. my own. Because I think parents are parents, gen- Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They they were far less involved than parents are today. That's why now yeah. today you have the terms helicopter parent, lawn. We talked about right. this before. Lawn mower, snowplow, snow plow, because parents are doing everything. Mm-hmm. Everything. I will just say how much to the extreme, myself included, um, that the college that Angela is going to, they have created a Facebook form for the parents. Probably not the smartest thing on the college's part. Great mm-hmm. for us parents because we're getting so much information. Yep. But I cannot tell you how many questions the parents are asking. Where you can see that they're trying to oh, total out for their child. Yes. Like one parent's like, um, "We're coming to Boston. You know, we live probably in a warm climate. What kind of boots do you think my daughter yes. will need?"
1: You know, like we have all those these two on the, our college because we have a college parent group You do have well. one too. Yeah. I think all colleges do now. And I, I don't know, you know, would they have had it when we were in college? I don't know. Um, I mean, yeah. I, my mom had nothing to do with, I mean, college. I don't ever remember any help with anything. Me either. At all. I had to figure it yeah. out. But same thing, you know, because when I'm in Wisconsin, it's like, where do we get boots? Or there was some parent posted the other day. My my kid, what classes should he take? And everybody's like, that is between your kid and their advisor. That's why they have an advisor for because it's a lot of freshman questions. Yes. So it's a big group for everybody, not just for that. What with some other ones? You know, what do you think about this apartment building? It's like (laughs) maybe your child should figure that out, who is now a young adult um that's, know, my that's,
0: yeah, that's my point that's that's my point fascinating yeah
1: you know and I now, can understand when you've my you know my kid has tried to figure this out we're struggling we can't yes. find the information I they asked me to ask someone else that's different yes. versus yes. you can tell the helicopter coming in and saving the day and did you have a parent orientation type of thing for the university
0: when they had the virtual orientation, again, it was virtual because mm-hmm. of coronavirus back in June, they had um, a one day for the parents, okay. and then they'll have another one in the fall. Yeah.
1: And they had that last year. Ours was in person. But um, it was interesting how different some parents were. Like, you could feel the nervousness and the wanting all the answers. And I will say yeah. the university did a good job of being like, okay. <laughs> That is your, we are gonna take the kid. I mean, they literally had the, I think it was breakfast or lunch or something. And then we are taking your children with us and you will not see them till the end of the day. And your kid can figure out, you know, and then literally they had to lecture the parents sitting in the hall, let your kid decide the classes. You don't have a say. No, you cannot access their grades. No, do not call their professor. And when they first took the kids away, took the kids away, you know, said it's time yep. to go off and meet with your advisors. I, you, they set us up in tables of eight or 10 or whatever. One mom literally broke down crying. Wow. And the daughter was like, mom, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> like, She's going away for four hours. I think she'll be okay. <laughs> Let her figure it out.
0: And, and you know what? And the thing is, I, I mean, that may have been an isolated incident with the mom doing that. But let's just say for, you know, hypothetically speaking, if a mom like that did a lot of things in that respect, like what that does, the child, the pressure that it puts on the child then to -hmm. take care of the mother's needs and and, and feelings and and feelings, you're responsible
1: for their feelings.
0: That is detrimental. Very. So there's a boundary that needs to happen.
1: Yes. So, so in that situation, that young woman needs needed to create a boundary with her mother.
0: Yes. Which probably tough to do, right? Because she probably wasn't, and most kids are not taught or allowed Mm -hmm. to set boundaries with their parents, Mm -hmm. right? Because Mm -hmm. often, you know, if if a child exactly. That is so disrespectful. How dare you disrespect me like that? Mm. And so that's then a new one. Yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say so then you wonder why so many people have such wishy washy boundaries and allow people to just walk all over them, can't make decisions. Mm-hmm. I have so much insecurity because during those developmental years, especially as a teenager, when they're trying mm-hmm. to separate and mm-hmm. they're trying to say, no, was you know the line draw the line between your yes. energy and me? I think that was yes. another quote that we had. Yeah, you're here, I'm here. We're no longer connected. Yep, you know, separate and humans, separate humans. And when the teenager, or the child is trying to do that, the parents like, no, you know, mm-hmm. often no. <laughs> I don't want you're you to leave. leave. Yeah. I don't want you to leave, or you will listen to me, and you right. cannot. Be your own sovereign being. Oh, it's right? so much. So we
1: wonder why we have these thoughts and masks
0: that we wear. Because you're not allowed to be your own sovereign being. Right? Because so you tried married. to set a boundary and you were not allowed to right. be because a separate being. Right. Which brought brings you back to that quote of taking care of yourself. And there
1: may be people who think you're selfish when in reality... <laughs> You're taking care and being authentic. Yeah. And so, some of the biggest gifts we need boundaries for ourselves, but they're gifts for others to create their own boundaries
0: and be true Absolutely. to who they are. And isn't that what we want more than anything for our kids? Mm-hmm. And, and
1: everyone it, you interact
0: and everyone, with? And everyone. Could you imagine everyone.
1: if we had an. And I think it's important, too, to clarify that when we're talking boundaries, it's not like, oh, this makes me uncomfortable. I'm just going to create a boundary, like a reactionary boundary.
0: Yeah. Because certain- we
1: see those all the time, right? A punitive boundary. That's not what we're talking about. We're no. talking about authentic integrity, true to oneself, honoring mm-hmm. the other. It's, it's a, it is the ultimate respect, is to create boundaries. So if everyone energetically had healthy boundaries with authenticity, could you imagine what this could be like versus punitive boundaries? Because that's what we see more of. People think right. think a boundary is punitive. That's such a good point you're bringing and up. And it's not. It's not. If it's punitive, then it's a reactionary ego-based boundary. It's not
0: authentic. Right. Right. Which the punitive ones can often cause separation, Yes. And then disconnection. Whereas what you're speaking of, and I'm just so glad you brought that in, is that those kind of boundaries creates connection. Yes. Right? Oneness. Because then right. you are allowed to be your authentic self. You're allowed to be your true self. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of what we what inspired you and I to do this podcast is wanting to help people by taking off the mask to be able to become more authentic.
1: Right. And deepen connection, not just to others, but to yourself. Cause you can't have connection without authenticity. Yeah. It's, and it's hard work,
0: but it's hard work.
1: Once you start to create those authentic boundaries and you, and you realize you can survive the backlash, just because it's different and it's not necessarily backlash against you and you may not have any on some but some you will because you're changing the storyline right you're changing what always was to something else and it's recognizing but wait a minute this is how it feels better even though it might feel icky at first
0: yeah and it will yes it will
1: (laughs) (laughs) because you feel like yeah. you're letting other people down and yourself down but in reality you're stepping up and then once you m- get through that muckiness that ickiness mm. you can stand with such groundedness and knowing that inner knowing oh, and that the knowing of when yep. you can dance on the sand boundary and when no this one's solid this is a this is a so stone true wall. it becomes clearer and clearer the more you practice but it takes time.
0: It does take time. This was such an amazing conversation and just a little sneak peek to a course that you and I want to create and develop on boundaries. So and more, more to, and more and yeah. more. So more to come on that in okay. the future, we're going to be teaching some courses and I can't wait to do all of them. And particularly this one boundaries yeah. is just so, so important. And life changing so and life changing. Really and there's is. so much complexity and layers to this, that it'll be great in the course to go deeper and, yeah get to all those layers of this. Exactly. Good stuff coming. Yeah. So thank you everybody for listening and for viewing. And great. As always, we appreciate your support. Definitely. And so, you know, if you
1: want to give us a group review, we love that. Subscribe, share with your friends. That's the ultimate uh, compliment we can have is if you share this podcast with others that you care about and want to have more authenticity around you and within.
0: Absolutely. Have Absolutely. a great day.
1: Have a great day, everyone. Bye. Thank you for joining us for this episode
0: of Masks Off. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit subscribe and share with friends and family. Check out the show notes for how to contact us. Remove your masks. Live your life.